Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. This is uh, Gramoff talking, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing beats of your host, Riley. Uh, Wakanda forever. (laughs) Isaac. (laughs) Jasmine. So stupid. And uh, Jake. You know what's really great? I, I don't know what I'm It's really answer. great on podcasts when people play songs into the microphone. <laughs> it's just really great. I just, I have the, uh, all the star songs stuck in my head from Black Panther and I wanted to play it. The stars and I like that movie. Uh, guys. Yeah. How are we doing today? Uh, Riley gave two <laughs> thumbs up. He didn't speak because he's bad at podcasting. Isaac, how are you doing? <laughs> two finger wiggles up. Jasmine, how are you doing? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> she kind of like wiggled her fists oddly and then did, I think, it's, rock and roll hands. I don't, I don't You're like an alien who's wait. heard like heavy metal for the first time. Like, These my hands? Confused rock and roll hands is the best oh. way to describe this episode. We're here on another episode. Oh, well, we're Grant just going right now? Marf Tarkin. We cut out like 40 minutes of us getting a pizza, by More the way. Like barf talking. Hey, you know what? And that's the kind of funny joke that you hear on our show, which is built on charm and good chemistry, like an episode of Breaking Bad and a bowl of Lucky Charms. You remember that episode where I acted, I, I played stupid about what Breaking Bad was and you got really mad at me? No. I don't either. You made like a face at me and I was like, wow, he's visibly upset with this bit. We're all eating a in good the actor, microphone. It's and great. I have a weird face. It always looks angry. Huh. <laughs> it's possible I was acting or just using my regular face. Jasmine, what's your favorite Star Wars character who is not in the movies? Not in the movies? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's a great question, Jake. That is a great Thank question. Thank you. That's a really good question. Is that thing on? This Should episode is called Favorite Star Wars Character That's Not in the Movie. <laughs> Should we explain what we're doing now? Because I think we're recording. I think we're just going for it right Honestly, now. we are recording an episode of a podcast called Grand Moff Talking right now. Why would you lie about that? I wasn't lying! You we're said eating... honestly. The implication could be that you were lying. What? We're eating dinner and we're just rambling. We wanted to just talk as friends for a while and record us talking as friends. That's what we're doing. I know what else I want to talk about. What? I want to talk about your trip to Disney. Thank you. Hey. I want to talk about it. This is a ramble episode. We're, we're talking as friends. Grandmoff talking as friends. So it's so Grandmoff talking because we are doing that. <laughs> I'd love to go to Disney with you all. I'm not. I. It would be such a fun time for us, our four families to go. I was saying, we've already talked about going to Celebration. Next time, we definitely have to go to celebration together. Yeah. We gotta get on the stage. We gotta get on the stage. <laughs> we are not getting on that stage. We might get on that stage. I, there's a zero percent chance. There is way more than a zero percent chance. There's a zero point five percent chance that we will get on that stage. I mean, there was a list of a hundred Star Wars podcasts, and we did not get on it. Who cares? We just gotta. We what happened goal to the in cards? Mind. The business cards. Go we gotta start. <laughs> I really want to go to Disney with you all. It'd be so much. fun. That would be amazing. It would be I, so I would much love to go to Disney. We have to go after Galaxy's Edge is open because that's going to be insane. Bob Iger. They encouraged. Did you see that that thing where they're encouraging people? They want them to go dressed in character now, like to spend the week dressed in character at the start. Oh because if gosh. you're in character, the cast, the Disney oh cast, God. is going to interact with you I like you're in character. You, and they give you like basic Star Wars clothes. I like know. I hope so. That'd be great. Room, like you're outfitted. The elevator to get to your uh, room. And the resort is going to be in character. Like, the elevator is going to be a ride where you look like you're in a ship flying to your resort. It's insane. I just need to know how much money I need. A lot. We're not going to get to stay at the resort. The resort is, like, sold out through 2021. But but we can still go to the park and hang around the park. We just can't stay at the park, which is the real experience for (laughs) for a long time. Welcome to Grandma (laughs) Talking. We're... We're talking about anything. This is a big episode, guys. We've long been shackled to Star Wars. Can I say we love Star Wars and we love talking oh. about Star Wars? Oh. But. Oh, you can say that. <laughs> but sometimes we want to talk about other things. 
Except you know Jasmine. What? Sometimes, sometimes I, I, I just want to talk about that. Star Wars. Yeah, sometimes we... I mean, honestly, we're probably going to talk about Star Wars a lot on this show. We probably will. But we don't have a topic. Mm-mm. That usually doesn't matter anyway, because we talk about whatever we want to. <laughs> Could you maybe say that no topic is the topic? I feel like we're actually more on topic right now. By not having a topic? Mm-hmm. We are so on point by not having a point. We're talking about anything. Anything we want to talk about. Anything and everything. Goes. I you so let, let's go around the table. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, mm-hmm. the I one who's the the one who's least interested in this episode. Let's start with least you. engaged. This is my nightmare. <laughs> let's talk about nightmares. First of all, welcome to your nightmare. I had a nightmare last night. I had a nightmare too. Okay, let's talk about our nightmares. Let's talk oh. about nightmares. It was not, not last night, but I did recently nightmare. have a nightmare. Not very interesting. I have one nightmare in my life that has stuck with me since the age of seven. Ooh, let's hear it. Let's me too. Me too. Okay. Let's talk, guys, let's talk about our worst Do you know those, like, glow worms? They were, like, little dolls for kids in the early oh, 90s. Yeah, I had one. A glow worm. You had one? Like, wow. it was in, like, a nightgown and it had a nightcap oh, on, but yes. it was just, like, a worm. You know what I'm talking what? about? You can get over here, Christina, if you want to, because I have no idea what a glow worm is. Okay, so I had a dream about one of those that was, like, full human size. It was giant. It was big. But it was still looked exactly like that, and it would um, it would appear to me, and it would play this game. It wanted to play a game with me. <laughs> and as long as Did you it were take you to the dark side. Uh, listen, you don't even know what's about to happen. But as long as you told this worm that so you were playing the game, how's it you find show a me a picture? Yep, that's like, exactly. I was imagining it. a glow in the dark worm. I'll be honest with you. They do glow in the dark. Oh, Their faces oh, glow in the dark. They're, they're yeah, they're super we'll creepy. We'll post a picture on Twitter when we post So imagine one of those, but like human-sized, really big. And it would like come out of the ground. <laughs> and in, it was actually in this apartment that I'm st- sitting in right now because this is where my great-grandma used to live. Oh. So it was while she lived here. And as long as I was playing the game, if I said to myself that I was playing the game, then it would like come to life and it would stab me and it would kill me. What? <laughs> But I would I would come back to life. If I wasn't playing the game, it would kill me and I'd be dead forever. So I always had to be playing this game. That's and it so and it like and it like came to life and killed my great grandma. Oh. But it, she wasn't playing the game, so she actually no. died. So it was like really terrible. So Poor then I worm. lived in this house and she, it would come to life and kill me and like I died like 70 different ways in this dream. Oh my gosh. And it was a recurring dream because I had this more than one time. Okay, now I have a question. Yeah. Do you wake up when you die? Or yes. Do you, okay. I would wake up when I die, okay. but I had this dream more than once where it would come I've to life and kill me. I've had one dream where I've died and continued to, to dream wow. after I've I had died. that too. Yikes. I was weird. like reincarnated in like a new dream. No, I was just happening. dead and I was outside my body watching people like. <laughs> Holy oh, that's creepy. Moses. Yeah. So anyway, that's my creepy recurring dream that I remember from childhood. Dang, several you can't just times. Start. That's strong. That's, would, that's hard to talk. I would get stabbed <laughs> over and over. Make worst nightmare ever. Okay, so not worst, recurring. Oh, yeah. recurring, okay. Right. Um. So I haven't. I don't think I've had it in a few years, probably. But there's this house in between two mountains, and it is like. This sounds like, like a com- riddle. Yeah, <laughs> completely bare. <laughs> oh, Riddles are so funny. <laughs> yes, please, please. I'm listening and talking at the same it's time. It's completely bare bones, like has drywall. That's up, or that's all. Um, and I'm literally in this house, and Krusty the Clown <laughs> oh, no. drives up and is now chasing me through this house. As I try to run away from him. And literally, that's the entire dream until I'm able to sneak out, get in a Jeep, and drive away. It lasts, like, I feel like it lasts forever. But that is my... Yikes. Yikes. <sighs> recurring dream. That's creepy. It's very creepy. Isaac, you got anything? I've, I don't know if I have a recurring nightmare, but I do remember a nightmare that stuck with me for, like, all time. Like, it, this is... I was probably three or four years old when this happened because I still lived, like... And uh, we lived in Columbus until I was five and a half. And so it was sometime in that from zero to five. And it was uh, the first place I lived at. And, like, Power Rangers were attacking our house. And I was, like, sleeping in my bed. And, like, it was actually kind of funny how they presented themselves. Because, like, they they poked their heads, like, through, like, the door. Like, the door. Like, like, stacked them up. Like Like a Disney Channel show? Like, Mo, Larry, and Kurt were like, hello, hello, hello. It was kind of like that. They didn't say anything. Power like, Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers <laughs> just did that. And so that freaked me out. 
And then I go through the hallway into, into my parents' room, and to the left of their bed was, like, this little pond with a hippopotamus in it, which was terrifying <laughs> so at weird. the time. And my parents had been refl- replaced by uh, um, the nanny and Mr. Sheffield. She was walking in a bride. <laughs> <laughs> Who are those? <laughs> From the nanny. From the nanny. It's a 90s TV show. Fran Drescher was the nanny. Mr. Sheffield was the guy. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. But that's a dream that's like, yeah, that's like every detail of it has stuck with me since I was like three. There's like three dreams I remember from that. I remember one, like, it was a dream while I was still awake and it was probably the freakiest where, like, the witch from Snow White was talking to me. Oh. And it was just her, like, disembodied voice. That was probably, like, the freakiest. That's pretty freaky. Yeah. And then my earliest memory period is a dream where Cookie Monster was attacking my crib. That's why I know it's my earliest memory, because I was still in the crib. Now, when you say your crib, you're talking about, like, your pimped-out house that you had. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he would come An in. An exhibit was like, yo. Yeah. We put a he house. Like, we put a crib in your crib Cookie so you Monster can would sleep all the time. With me and drive my Hummer right in my face. <laughs> he put a PS2, like, in your wheels, basically. Yeah, yeah. he would just put all my necklaces, necklaces on at once. And also, in addition to that crib, I was also in a baby crib, because I was two years old-ish. Oh. And like it was like a watch ghost, your language. It was like a ghost cookie monster, and like he was doing like this dance <laughs> in front of my crib. The ghost cookie monster, and, and for the listeners, Isaac is doing the dance. Yeah, I'm doing the cookie monster, and it dance. looks more like a Ty Diggs workout video than a dance to me. <laughs> and he does the dance, and then the dream ends with like him reaching over the crib and like pulling the covers off. That's so creepy. <laughs> I feel so inadequate now. <laughs> I can't think of like a solid like nightmare that I had. The thing that I have, um, like the recurring dream that I had was always realizing that I hadn't worn clothes somewhere. Like realizing, <laughs> like looking around and realizing that I was only in my underwear. You're nude everywhere. And I would also have a thing where my, my sight would start to blur. I like see. my vision would start to blur like I couldn't see. Um... <laughs> But a thing, a very scary thing that happened to me in real life. Oh, you're going to tell this story? Yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I've not been married before, and so maybe this is a common thing. No? no my no. wife well, talks. What was that three like years that. ago? I don't, like <laughs> I don't like where this is going. I like offended. Were you married, Dice, one time? I mean, does married mean that we said our vows in a church in front of God and everyone and said we dedicate our lives to each other? If that means marriage, then yes, we were. <laughs> if not, then we were not. But what happens, <laughs> Christina will talk in her sleep out loud with her eyes open and not realize that she's asleep. Oh, gosh. And Chelsea talks in her sleep, but not with the eyes open. That's I, an extra creepy layer. I, I have experienced, and, and like for a while she was talking, like just kind of mumbling some things in her sleep. And it, I didn't really think too much about it. But there was a night earlier this week, and it was like 1130 at night. And I still hadn't really fallen asleep. And she said, why did you murder her? Why did you kill her? <laughs> and I looked over and her eyes were open. And I said, why did you say that? What are you talking about? Oh, and it no. freaked me out. That sounds like guilt. And then she... <laughs> and then she just fell back asleep. Like, closed her eyes like... <sighs> and I was... Did make that noise too? Kind of, like you snore. And so I, I like... <laughs> <laughs> leaned over and I was like, "Are you okay? Like, what are you talking about?" And she was so dead asleep; she had no idea what I was That's talking crazy. about. That's oh, crazy. Okay. And she had no memory of this when she woke up. No. My grandma has night terrors, and if oh. she stays in our house, it'll be just like four a.m. and you'll hear her scream, "Get that knife away from me!" Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah! like, <laughs> and she. That it, like she screamed like horrible things like rape like just oh, oh, no. yeah wow Which, yeah that's awful it's scary I <laughs> have scary. never like people who talk about night terrors that sounds like the worst thing ever especially like the sleep paralysis I've like heard stories of people who like it's like some horrible like demon wolf is like attacking them in their bed and they're like frozen on the bed like it's, I used like, I used to sleepwalk. But I would dream while I was sleepwalking. Like, I knew that I would leave. It got so bad that my parents put, um, they they made a device that was like a tam. I had this toy tambourine 
that they would hang on top of my door with like a rubber band so that when I opened my bedroom door at night, they, they would, would hear the tambourine go. Yeah, and they would they would wake up and, and come in and get That's me. That's like what they did on like the Washington, D.C. trip in high school to make sure like kids weren't sneaking yeah. out. <laughs> no, that's what it was, except because I, I would like open the door to go outside and stuff and Oh, my everything. God. You're like a... Like a old man with alzheimer's yeah i really was but i remember one time i went and it wasn't when we were living here we were at a different house but um i would go down i went downstairs and the computer desk that we had set up i just remember i remember the dream i remember walking i know i was there because the tambourine had fallen but grandma um, walking grandma walking <laughs> but um like at, as i was doing the as i was walking through my basement i was dreaming at the same time and there's an alien like a, a classic little green alien sitting in our computer desk chair that would like turn around and look at me and talk at me while, while I was, yeah, he seriously looked like that while I was walking around our basement and then I just like turned around and went back up to bed that oh time. Oh my God. I didn't try to go outside, but I, I used to sleepwalk a bunch. I had a, I had a sleepwalk phase when I was a little kid. It probably wore off when I was about 10, I'd say. And it was pretty tame, though, because one time, like, I took all my clothes off while I was sleeping, <laughs> and I hung them, like, I had, like, a clothes rack on my wall, and I neatly put them all on there. <laughs> that and when I is woke, creepy to me. And I woke up in the morning, and I'm like, I was, like, blaming my mother. I'm like, why did you undress me while I was asleep? I was like, hey, I'm, like, seven or eight years old. I'm like, why did you take my clothes off? She's like, she's like, I did not take your clothes off. And I'm like, then what does this mean? I have a family history of sleepwalking. My grandpa used to, he would wake up with um, muddy underwear because he would go outside. He slept in his underwear and he would go outside and like sit in a mud puddle and come back inside. Like That is so weird. My mom used to do it too. She she would rip the covers off of her books. Um, like her paperback books, she would rip the covers off while she was asleep. And then she would be like, what What happened to all these books? And she found them at the bottom of her closet, like underneath all of her shoes. This is terrifying. She found the- yeah, no, I actually am going to have trouble sleeping tonight. I'm sure if I, I'm sure if I have a kid, he's going to sleepwalk well, because I, I, it's, it <laughs> runs in my family. I knew I did. I slept all the slept walked. Slept <laughs> walked <laughs> a few times, but I remember one time specifically because I knew I got up and I knew I used the bathroom. But I had a bunk bed and I was sleeping on the top, so I slept walk down the stairs. That's a little scary. And used the bathroom and then slept walk. And you got back all the way the back stairs. up. Oh, How about that? So I, I have a, a related story that reminds me of a time where I spend the night at a friend's house and I had never spent the night at his house before, which I, that's always kind of creepy because you wake up and you're like, Where are you? I, I hated spending the night yeah. at people's house. I, I, I did it. too. I hated so, it. So this is a very vivid like image in my mind. I woke up in the morning and I was in the bottom bunk and he was in the top bunk and I wake up to like dripping like, you know, like oh a faucet, no. right? Oh no. I wake up and I look over and there's blood dripping from the top bunk oh into a puddle and I go up and his sheets are covered in blood, like oh absolutely nosebleed. Like, is this drenched. a real thing? Nosebleed. Yeah. So he had a nosebleed, and it had soaked his sheets, and so oh I had to run, God. like, find his mom in his house. I had no idea. Oh no! And so waking up to a like blood faucet is a real childhood memory that I have. I I used to get nosebleeds, but I would wake up like five seconds before it would start. Uh, For some reason, my body would wake me up and I would know immediately, like, uh-oh, I gotta get up. Mm. And immediately, I would go like this because it would it would start pouring out of my nose oh, like yeah, right I away. That is horrifying. I hate nosebleeds. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad that I know you never told me about your nosebleeds before. Oh, yes, I get, am. Get him close to the microphone. Now, this is also... <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say anything. Adjacent to our conversation, I don't know what the freakiest moment for you has been like kind of like waking up or leaving for work but i know for me because of my job i leave like in the middle of the night and so this was about 1 30 in the morning and this was probably this was this past summer i think and usually like i'll open the door like before i leave i get my work clothes on open the door see if it's like raining outside or what the weather is if i know like grab my jacket or something oh, and so in the past i would just like open the door and then say goodbye to jamie real quick and then i'll go back out the door and i'll usually leave it open in the past but this time, like I said, this but was in the future. 1.30 a.m. I check the weather, and I go back in, say goodbye to Jamie real quick, kiss her on the little forehead, and then I come out. She does have her an extremely small tiny. tiny. It's so small. <laughs> it is almost like her, she has eyes and then just a hairline. Sympatico on that stupid joke <laughs> that we both did. Anyway, so the, our, like, for our listeners at home, this means nothing to you, but it's kind of like the equivalent of like me walking out of your bathroom and then seeing the store right here. So I kind of make that turn around. A short distance. And then standing right here, 
like kind of put in your mind's eye like the type of person you would least want to see. There was a man who was wearing like the coveralls from like a mechanic shop. He was from work. He was covered. And he was probably he had this scraggly beard that went halfway down his chest. Ew. And he was just covered in dirt. And like he's like he's he's standing there, like just with his eyes open. And I'm like like. Imagine your your body temperature just dropping Drop. seventy degrees. Oh my god! And I'm and I just like the only thing I knew how to do was like play it cool. I'm like like hey like can I can I help you? And he's like, oh man, oh I'm so sorry, man. I didn't even know. Oh. And so he he proceeds into this like crazy apology, and the whole time I'm thinking like, okay, still yeah, play it cool. Just in case he's still like a crazy axe murderer. Can, can I interrupt you for a second? Because I missed Certainly. the beginning. Was this is this a a dream or a real thing that this happened? This is real life. This is a real thing this that happened in your life. The life that I live. This I would be dead. One thirty in the morning, and I'm thinking like I I'm seriously like taking inventory of like the weaponry oh in the house. Oh my goodness! Because once again, like the person you least want to see is some crazy bearded lunatic who's covered in dirt. That's insane. And so it, it turned. <sighs> what turned out was our neighbors at the time had um, they were babysitting his daughter. He worked at like once again like a mechanic shop, and the neighbor told him, um, "Our door will be open. We live in unit. <laughs> seven. We, li- we live in this. We live in this unit number. Come to this unit number. The door will be open." And so he takes the he follows the instruction to a T. He With walks in. Door. He got the wrong door. Hmm. And it, he's it like, was open. He's like, I, th- me out. I thought yeah. it. I thought it was weird when my daughter wasn't on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that is no, weird. That, oh. That's creepy. That's so that like freaks the- me out even more because last week. Okay, it's not that like insane, but I've been paranoid ever since because I went out for an hour to go get uh, just groceries and stuff. Came back and my front door was open. Just a little bit. Just a little oh, bit. Boy. Oh boy. I like I don't know if I didn't lock it all the way because I only ever do the bolt usually. Mm. Now I do both and we've changed locks and everything cuz I freaked out. <laughs> oh my but, god. But like I don't know cuz it was real windy that day too. So maybe we're thinking I just didn't lock yeah. it all the way and the wind just blew it open cuz it was just the tiniest smidge. Your door's but, a little weird too to open and stuff, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I always you always have to push on it just a little bit yeah. even just to get it open. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and I've been freaked out for a week. Nice. I've got, oh, a, na- I've got a nanny cam set up This now. story's open-ended? Like, there's no end to this yet? No. Oh, boy. No idea what worked. I could die tonight, guys. Have you taken what? inventory of don't all your possessions and yeah, things where no, it should be? Nothing was stolen. Haven't found any cameras. Haven't found anything weird. Thankfully, saying it doesn't make it so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, boy. Yeah. I've had my car broken into a few times, like especially when I lived up in Circleville. Like we I had like an issue, like I was leaving my car unlocked, and it was weird. Like for a while, I was I had someone's stereo system like in the back, like I was using it for I think my graduation party, and he like lent it to me, and like they left that, but I had a dollar twenty and change in my <laughs> they took that yeah out. in my console, and they, oh my they took that. But yeah, it's just like even when they don't do anything other than take change, like just the. Weird feeling of violation. Yep, I've had that happen. Glove box open, like when you get in your car. Had that happen, except I left my wallet in my car. Oh, and nice. They went through like everybody's cars. We were just bad about locking our cars, and my wallet was taken. That is not a great feeling. No, with your license and everything. So here's was your address on there. So here's the thing with that. Yeah, is this happened on the morning of me having a colonoscopy. <laughs> so I came home. I had to, like, I worked until 6. And you're supposed to start the prep at, like, 5. My doctor said, eh, it's fine. Just turn it at, like, 6.30 or whatever. So I get home, and I just, I run in to start drinking the prep, which is gross, and so you feel disgusting afterward. And then you have to have a procedure where you go under anesthesia in the morning. I wake up in the morning, and I'm looking for my wallet, because you usually need your ID to show when you go into the hospital. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, I probably left in my car. I go out to my car, and, like, things are shuffled around, and, like, there's papers everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. I had forgotten to lock my car. And my wallet had been stolen on the morning that I had a procedure at the hospital. Please don't put the music in. <laughs> so I had to, like, as I worked at this hospital, so I'm like, they know who I am. They're not going to, like, turn me away. 
but I had to like on my way to this procedure, I had to like be calling on my credit card companies and like That's canceling so cards. Annoying. And I had that day off of work already. So after my procedure, I'm still kind of like drug and anesthesia. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to go to the freaking DMV to get my <laughs> license again. Yeah. So my picture was insane for a while. <laughs> I, I had my hair cut, like in a buzz cut, just because I wanted to get it cut short. And my face, I looked like a crackhead. I mean, I looked, I was like drugged out and I had a shaved head. This is crazy. This was like only like a year or two ago that this happened. Wow. That's the worst. That is the worst feeling. And especially knowing that you just didn't lock your car. Yeah. Getting it like broken into is like, well, some idiot right. is a thief. It's open. It's almost like yeah. you invited them. It's not right to steal, but I did. I, I did that at work. I left my car open at a job, and I didn't have my wallet wasn't in there. Thankfully, but my GPS was, and they took my GPS. Uh, and ever since then, I've like not put my home address in the GPS uh, because then I'm like, oh well, now they know exactly where I live. Yeah. They like know, you know, like set it to home. They know when I'm at work because they can drive to this job and see if my car's there, and then they know oh, I'm not that's home. Creepy. And I'm just Yikes. like. Oh, I hadn't thought about this. So I never, I never put my home in the GPS anymore. That's a good idea. Ooh, yeah. Ever been robbed, Jazz? No. Nice. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> yeah. Lock, lock things. Yeah. It's yeah. really simple. My car was unlocked too. Lock I was so annoyed because I just left it unlocked and they took my GPS. Trust zero people ever. Yep. I mean, all of you right now. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't trust you. Look, I, do you see any GPSs out here? No. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, we got to your home. <laughs> that's okay. true. You do know where I live. <laughs> I am loving the kinetic. And the door energy. was unlocked. <laughs> kinetic energy of all these horrifying personal stories we're yeah. sharing. Like, I, this is not how I thought this episode would well, go. Really like Who's next? I, I honestly, I honestly thought about if we just started a podcast called "That Reminds Me of a Story," where we just start with a story and just see where it, it kind of goes, mm-hmm. and it would probably be more popular than our terrible show. But I, I am interested. To hear, let's let's shift to something lighter. Yeah, let's do it. Because this is really <laughs> freaking me out, bumming me out. <laughs> we went from like terrible nightmares to sleepwalking to home invasions to night oh my terrors God. to the thing that's oh extra creepy is that like the third season of Twin Peaks, like the creep. There's like these creepy, like homeless men, like alternate dimension evil people who are like dirt covered bearded homeless looking med men i know that guy that will yeah i'm gonna show you a picture they were in isaac's house and it's the freakiest thing and of course it's david lynch so it's like terrifying have you ever seen rabbits rabbits look up rabbits david lynch rabbits on youtube oh i have oh yes i do know you're talking about okay right yeah terrifying terrifying okay terrifying unsettling but in a very scary twin peaks comes up right away everyone watch rabbits if you're listening listen to watch rabbits david lynch rabbits on youtube so it's like these looking people and they would just kind of like appear out of nowhere and appear in places and basically break people's heads open, like grab their heads and just like crush their heads. Cool. And cool, it reminded cool, cool. me, I think that's exactly what I imagined when you told me like that that bearded dirt covered guy was in that, your house. It was that guy. That's a real life scary one. That's a real life scary one. But that's that's a crazy circumstance that he was told to go to your same yeah, unit and the that's, door would yeah, be the open. Of that happening, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the I was, of events is just... It was only made like two percent better by the fact like he was like super apologetic and like I think he understood how like, creepy it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, he apologized to me there. Then like he gave me like a bro hug, like his because he went outside and like bro hugged me as I was don't like bro leaving. Hug me. No, no, that would make me feel way me. worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the guy who was in my house tried to hug me afterwards, <laughs> I feel worse. Yeah. Hey, um, Shout out to that guy if you're listening. Hey, <laughs> that guy? Not a good job. And also, it tur- like it turns out, like he works with like a like a, a friend of ours. And, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. So, like, I I guess I kind of know the guy through people. And you do I, live in like a weird kind of small town. Yes, area. yes, I do. And it, it's <laughs> I, I guess he's a fun guy at work. He's a funny guy. He's just always playing pranks, walking into people's houses. He's a funny guy. All right. He's the wow. Funny guy. That's Tom. He does those. He kind sure of got a rise out of me. That, that's seriously like I have never been so scared in my life. That's like, very. That scary. is a nightmare. I mean, that that's is, an yeah, like being like being scared stiff. Like <laughs> I understand that term now. Like when you yeah. just like all of a sudden like you're. Oh my move. god, that is awful. And your mind is racing a million miles an hour trying to figure out like what do I do? How do I negotiate? How do I fight <laughs> yeah. if it comes to that? God. Yes, Jake, you had a lighter subject. <laughs> yeah, what was the lighter subject? <laughs> Who's your favorite character that's not in the movies? <laughs> <laughs> 
No foreplay, no nothing. I've got an easy answer. Easy <laughs> and predictable answer for me yeah, is... Yeah, we don't care about you. Okay. We know your answer. So, Star Wars... My favorite character is Knights of the Old Republic 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? The knight from the Old Republic 2. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Old Republic 1? <laughs> or Old Republic 2? <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with Jasmine. Um, I don't know. I've been trying to think this whole time. It's got to be either between um, Mara Jade or Jason Solo, I think. Okay, so ja- <laughs> I don't know what this look is because I don't know who his favorite character I is. I have a theory. Kraya! <laughs> It's Kraya! Got the oh, I don't know who that is. parent looked down to a oh T. You should have kids so you could look at your children. Like, that you way. just got done with parent teacher conferences and you <laughs> are not like pleased for right so many now. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, Mara Jade or Jason, Jason Solo? Solo, yeah. That is so interesting because, you know, I'm reading these Young Jedi Knights books and Jason Solo is just a completely non character. There's he, nothing okay, interesting about him at all in those books. He becomes. And just an insane character. I think that we may have talked about it on that episode that hasn't been released yet where you guys talk about EU books. Yeah. Um, and reading my next EU book, um, like, all, most of the notes I have taken so far have been on Jason. Like, everything is just reminding me about how different he is than, like, anybody else in the Star Wars universe. And it's nice. What's different about it? Uh, well, I don't want to say all of what's, it. What's I different save about it? the episode. <laughs> I I will say in the uh, in the Discord the other night, I I started reading the New Jedi Order books again, and um, as soon as I started reading, like I I said in the Discord that it's a criminal crime that Jaina and Jason are no longer canon because they're very good characters. I know they're not good in the Young Jedi Knights, but no one's good in those no. series. They're just not. They're poorly written books. Um, they're young adult novels which is very hit or miss and those are misses. But when you get into the more substantial novels that those two characters are in, they become uh, different characters. They're very different from each other, but they always have that connection as twins, which is cool. And they're just, they're very, they become very uh, deep, well-developed characters, which, you know, they have 50 books that they're in. So of course they're going to become that way, but yeah, they're they're good. I don't think I can get on board as much with Jaina. Like really? I like her, but she almost feels like too good at everything she does. You're calling her Ray? No, I'm not actually. If anything, she's better than Ray. No, Jaina. I guess I can kind of understand that, but I she. I think especially in the books that you haven't read yet. I don't. I think true, but I think the way that she reacts. She's we're still gonna, great. We're going to delve into some spoilers yeah. here. But yeah. the way she reacts when things certain things happen to her brothers, I don't think makes her a perfect character. I feel like she kind of goes off a little deep end. I haven't read as much in the New Jedi Order <clears throat> series. so I And it's been so long since I read it. Yeah, so I'm, I, I may be mis- misremembering. There. But I feel like when things happen to Jason and Anakin... She's not really perfect. I like. I just like that she is the one who inherited the piloting skills from the Solo and Skywalker side, because yeah. she's got both of those families' blood in her, and she's a really great pilot, which I I like. Jason just like intrigues me more. I think um, learning about all the different force powers that he learns and like the cultures he goes and visits like he just has like this curious mind like scotland and yeah he scotland, goes to scotland exactly. africa um, mm-hmm. you say you didn't want to spoil stuff because like i feel like the one thing i know about jason is like a pretty big spoiler it's a pretty big spoiler yeah, I think <laughs> what do you know about knows, jason i don't i mean listen what do you know about jason there's gonna be spoilers for like 15 year old new uh, yeah. legends stuff so who cares? okay fine so he becomes a sith lord right yeah. yes he does. <laughs> he does what yeah jason makes a big a turn sith lord. and it starts it, his his start down the path begins at um that my favorite novel which is traitor which we talked about a little bit on the eu yes, episode that's where i think a lot of those uh, darker thoughts get implanted into his brain even though it takes him a while after that to fully turn to the dark side does he turn in the new jedi order series 
I don't think so. I think no. he turns after them. Um, they finish the Yuzin, Yuzin the Vong legacy, arc legacy with him a good side. Legacy of the Force series yeah. is when it really kicks off. It's a shame because I, Jason's a really good. Jason's a really good character. He there's there's shades. You see shades of Jason all over New Canon. Fifty Shades of Jason. Fifty Shades of Jason all over New Canon with um. There, there's a little bit of Kylo in there. There's a lot of Kylo. There's a little bit of Ezra. Ezra is, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, some yeah. definite shades of Jason. For sure, in New that Canon. much I've noticed. Um, especially when it comes to Jason was the token could talk to it, could communicate with animals, had mm-hmm. that type of force ability. Has that an was, inclination that was towards Jason. the dark side, and has an inclination toward the dark side. So Ezra and and Kylo, there's there's influences of Jason Solo all over the new canon, which I like. I just kind of miss having those characters. Anakin, Anakin to me was just like he was a nothing. He was a yeah. he was he was when he died he was still young he hadn't really done anything. He, he died, but isn't that the one Chewbacca died trying to save? Yes, mm-hmm. Chewbacca saved died saving Anakin when he was younger, very young, and then Anakin died like a f- couple years later. So it's like I wish Chewbacca just lived. Yeah, people who are saved are never allowed to die, in my opinion. Shifting. Please sell me on Mara oh, Jade because good. I got the same. Never yeah. stop talking about Mara Jade. Who is Jade. okay? Sorry, what Jade. Oh, no, who's your... I I want to hear about uh, Mara Jade. Actually, okay, let's talk about Mara Jade. What do you guys this, know about her? This is Jasmine's corner. I like Mara Jade, but I don't love her. Like, oh, is this she, a I don't, I don't, I don't I Well, I don't know much is about this. Mara Jade. Jasmine's glimmer, or am I jazzplaining? Jasmine. We are officially in jazzplaining. Play oh. the jazzplaining theme. New theme. <laughs> Let it die. It had its time. Not on my watch. We're gonna play whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. As long as it's pure jazz. And while now that we're in it, you are sharing a Jasmine's glimmer. That's true. We are in the glimmer corner. Oh. That's you have two themes now, Jasmine. How's that feel? So two cabinets only... are open at one time. Oh, Can no. she only jazz playing from the glitter corner? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. We have to figure that out. That's a great question. Let's get the we'll floor see, we'll plan see. and we'll, we'll take a look at things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, five-way blast-off winner will be decided by the one who makes the best uh, grandma talking kitchen at floor plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's been decided. Please jazz explain to us okay, about well, Mara I Jade. Because I, I like Mara Jade, but I don't know a whole lot about her. I want to know more about like what people at the table know about her. She was an assassin for the emperor. Yes. Emperor's hand. And then she fell in love with Luke, and they got married, and then she died. She had a Jade. I know. They did have a child named Ben. Ben's really interesting too, which I bet you don't really know. I don't know anything about Ben. He turns into a really interesting character. I don't know anything. about I didn't get to say what I know about Mara Jade. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was too busy. I know that she has red hair and likes, and is of some kind of interest to Luke. Here's I know she has an incurable disease. Love? No, she has like an actual disease that can't be cured. Right? Yeah. Doesn't she? I don't know what happens. I just know. Oh, Oh, she does. Yeah. Because um, when she got pregnant with Ben. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Such a call. Great callbacks to School of Rock, the 2005 hit. <laughs> I actually sent that disease to Jamie today for some reason. I forget what the conversation was, but I referenced to get to the Mundiosis. Never a bad time to reference School Never of Rock. Never a bad time. Can I okay. tell you something about what I thought about Mara J? Like sure. when I started reading the Thrawn trilogy comic mm-hmm. books, is I, sure. for some reason I thought that she was Luke Skywalker's daughter. Oh, okay. No, okay. I was no. very wrong. Unless but, Isaac uh, wishes, well, her name would have been Mara Luke. <laughs> Correct. <Yes. laughs> That's how names work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was during the Yuuzhan Vong War. She got pregnant with Ben, and then like got infected by some like spores or something on the Yuuzhan Vong planet. I, I think, think she had it before because was I just started. I started Vector Prime, and she's already she already has something. Hey, I want to remember how that happened. I don't know how it happened, but I, I just actually know. remember reading a book where she had that or had gotten it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I now that you mention it, I know it because I read it somewhere. <laughs> Maybe she got space crabs. The most knowledge I have of Mara Jade comes from Jedi Knight Dark Force space crabs. I heard it. <laughs> 
it wasn't good. <laughs> was uh, Jedi Knight Dark Forces two colon some other title? Awesome which beat. there's a there's a game where you play as Marta Jade. It's when Kyle Katarn falls to the dark side because she was training under Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn turns to the dark side. What? He, I know it's a huge shocker, but he turns to the dark side for a little bit, and um, Mara has to bring him back, and you play the game as Mara Jade. But it was before Jedi Outcast yeah. because the graphics were bad. I mean, <laughs> I remember this now. Yeah, the best way I can it. say it, I think, is if Leia has Han, Luke has Mara. They're kind of similar in that way that Mara's a little more sarcastic, a little punchy. She's, a little she's the Han. Go-getter. Yeah, she's a little, but not like the same character. Right. Um, I just always found her to be a really likable character, and she just gets things done. She doesn't ever back down from a fight ever, and... Right when she is, like, towards her end of her journey, her, reading her death, I was, like, bawling by mm. the end of it, just because of, like, everything she did. I don't I don't really know. I feel like you really just have to, like, get to know the character and read books with her in it, because I just feel like she's nothing too unique about her, but she's just a good, solid you gr- character. You grow to love her with the- Yeah. She's got an interesting start just because she was the Emperor's hand. She <laughs> trained under Palpatine and despite that, you know, came to know the, the light side of the Force. And I would Luke. love to get someone to make me like a recommended reading list of like Mara Jade and give me a recommended reading list I of would like love that. Jason and his like descent into darkness. Like We can do that. Like people make like essential Clone Wars arc lists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, arc reactors. You know arc what I of mean? the Covenants. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Arc Survival Evolved. Yes. The video game. <laughs> Arc Light movie theaters in California. Yes. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of things that start with Arc. Arc. Um, Asylum? <laughs> I, you did it. When Mara J died, did the uh, creators of the Expanded Universe use that as some sort of like motivation for Luke to do something? Did they kind of take advantage of that or... What, what happened? He what did cried. Luke do? I don't. She I didn't don't have. Think so, really. She didn't have a heroic death, right? Didn't she just die? No, she had a very. Did she? Okay, I don't she remember. I don't remember. She was killed by Jason. Oh, see, I don't. I did not yeah, remember that Jason at all. Kills her. Okay, yeah, I never Whoa, read it. So any Jason of Solo kills He's Mara Jade. Jason point. gets bad. He gets bad real quick. Oh, I gotta say that's a that's a juicy storyline. It for, was for Leia's son to Seriously. kill Luke's wife. Yeah. Seriously, I'm into this. Um, Luke, like, you really get shades of Jason in in Kylo. Fifty shades of Jason. You really get fifty shades of Jason in okay, Kylo Ren. We can like cut this out and save this for my actual ep ep on the book. But I want to. I found this part. Jason flow walks like he's. I don't know if anyone knows what this flow is. walks. Flow walk. It's a technique he used while he was like traveling the galaxy. Um. So you know how Ray and Kylo. What are you doing? Slow walking. <laughs> you know how Ray and Kylo connect to each other? See. Um, Jason literally does that, but with the past and the future. Oh, that's wow. baller. Say, say this again. He, he walks so between the past and the future? It's almost like time traveling, but he can like... He walks. He sky walks? Through... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jason kind of rules, dude. He's a solo, though, not a skywalker. Like, at one point, he goes back in the past to experience a crash that happened and like his hand like his hand physically is in the past and it like gets scorched and burned while he's back there and then comes back to the present and when he goes then he'll go back and he'll go into the back to the future um (laughs) (laughs) he'll go to the future and like give hints to people uh like leia and stuff about where they should go or what they should do like I'm a I'm a time travel fan. A lot like I do now and then in my Star Wars. But a lot like I don't know. It's not really. It's not really. He can't affect the past. But it's like giving hints to people. Then kind of like it's like ripples through the Force. That's his whole thing. Kind of like when uh, Kylo is talking to Rey. And, and, the water he, and he and he gets the water yeah. off. Like he, yeah. exactly like there. That's what I thought about when you said that. Yeah, it's a lot like that. It's like move out through space and time. Kind of, yeah. The force is crazy. I like, More how, like Jason's. Soul, I know that bro. if the Jedi Prince writers got a hold of this power, they would have used it to simply take Jason through the events of the original trilogy and to show them to him <laughs> everything that's happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here, watch these movies. <laughs> Remember when this happened? I wish more people had read the Legacy of the Force. Besides, I should I'm read the those. Only person. Okay, well, I'll You're the only person in the entire world. I think the I'm only the only wow. person who ever read them. That was the, that was the, the series, like, right before Disney bought it, right? 
No, there's no? Legacy of the Fourth. Fourth. <laughs> um, and <laughs> then there's the uh, Fate of the Jedi. That was the, the one. Last that's the last one, okay. which I also own all of them. Oh boy. So see, that's the that's where I'm. Too. That's where I'm force blind. After the sale, the last one was. Hmm. Wow. Let's. Cray uh... is my favorite character. Okay, good. Yeah, so Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about Cray. Well, t- we. I- She's Cray. Listen, we'll talk uh, about her someday. Someday yeah. you guys will let me talk about Kreia. Sure. She's really good, you guys. What does she do? Name arguing. one thing she does. She tries to destroy the Force. You know what that I try to destroy? She's one of Two the- Two soda pops in each hand. Glug, glug, slam! She's part of the Sith Daphne. Triumvirate. <laughs> <laughs> Time to party. With Darth Nihilus and Darth Binge. Binge. <laughs> She's really good. She's a great character. Think about Star Wars. Whatever, Isaac, say your dumb Coke thing. Staying on subject. What's your favorite Star Wars character that's not in the movies? My favorite Star Wars character that's not in the movies? Oh, brother. You had like an hour to think about it. I didn't know this was coming to me because I didn't really do much with We're going uh, around the table. Well, buddy, I thought we were splitting the table tonight. Um, If I had to pick a favorite character that wasn't in any movie... I'd have to think about that, because I wasn't thinking about it, honestly. (laughs) Because I don't have much to draw from, because I really wasn't too much in the... The the amount of expanded universe I read didn't really afford me the opportunity to develop any sort of attachment to these characters. What about, like, new canon? I mean, there's some new canon stuff, but I'm trying to think of someone who wasn't in the movies, as I... I can talk for a while while Isaac's thinking about it. I could talk for a while while Isaac's thinking about it. Yeah, Jake, go. You go for it. No one wants to hear me talk about Kraya. Why don't you talk about it? (laughs) I, I don't know if I would say that this is my favorite, but I, I'm obsessed with this Jedi Knight episode of Rebels that just happened. And I think that a very top-tier character at this point is Kanan. Because that was... Hey, that was Kraya. Z. What he did in that episode. Should we... So no spoilers, but there's an episode in the uh, new season where Kanan just... He uses the Force in ways that... I've... What, you know, Jasmine was saying in the Discord that she's always wanted to see the Force used this way, and I agreed with that so hard because I feel like there are a lot of contrivances that they have to come up with. Like, even in the Clone Wars, especially in Rebels, they underpower the Jedi a lot. And, yeah. and I think Rebels does a pretty good job of making their Jedi powerful. They'll, like, force push each other across, across cliffs. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's cool. But when they're fighting a stormtrooper, it'd be like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" Like they, we're, they yeah, we're in trouble. It's we kind of like push them. what they've done with a lot of the superheroes in the movies. Like Thor should always just be able to electrocute everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, he is the god of thunder. When he wants to, he can summon thunder and kill like ninety guys in the like space elf army. We like, talked about this when, Dark when Thor three came out. I said, "How are they going to like hamper him in Infinity War so that he right. can't just electrocute Thanos?" Exactly. You know, like, like yeah. So it, it's kind of artificial. You have to suspend your disbelief, whatever. But for one episode, Kanan just got to be baller and use the Force the way. In your head, you're thinking, why wouldn't you just do this if you were a Jedi? Why (laughs) wouldn't you just do that? Well, he does all that stuff, and that's really great. I must say that Sinjir is getting up there for favorite characters for me. Sinjir is so good. He is awesome. I really... I'm a sucker for, you know, redemption arcs of of good guys' hearts... or I'm sorry, bad guys' hearts softening, Mm -hmm. and... You know, Sinjur is a torturer for the Empire who becomes a drunk, doesn't know where he stands, and ends up basically having a family, this weird family that he genuinely loves. And that's pretty heartwarming stuff. I also would say Ahsoka is up there for me, too. Ahsoka would be great live action. I do love Hera a lot. Yeah. I kind of want to wait till I see what happens with all of the Rebels arcs before I I solidify place to start now because i think that's where i want to start for mine mm-hmm. like thinking about I, i'm kind of like where you are i got one from rebels and then one from the aftermath trilogy mm. i really think we talked about it on our like our general grievous thoughts of uh rebels and cue the theme there you thank you <laughs> and i i don't know Hera is one of those characters who's kind of like a warm blankie of a character if that makes any sense like there's a there's a lot of characters you enjoy seeing how they develop in like their psychology and stuff and all it's, all of that is true with Hera, but 
the way she interacts with every character on that show and like the the clarity of her resolve but also kind of her as the the show goes on and she lets herself be more and more vulnerable with Kanan as it's kind of their thing kind of develops with each other like you get to see that and I, I once again we're not getting into spoilers with that one episode mm-hmm. that we that will not be named but her face when the thing happens <laughs> and her react her reaction in her face just kind of split your side because she is like perhaps one of the more unflappable characters. She cannot be flapped. She cannot yeah. flap her wings at all. Not but at all. there was a little like wiggle. A the flaps wiggled. <laughs> she had a little flap <laughs> she wiggle. She wiggled her flaps, you say. <laughs> Disgusting. You said it. <laughs> I, You know, I, I think I kind of hear what you're saying because like Hera is kind of a constant. Like you always know how she's going to react in a given situation. Mm-hmm. She's almost like, like, like Chewie's kind of the same way. A character that I wouldn't, like, I've never thought of as a great character, but as we've been watching, like, the original trilogy, and now I kind of see him in the new trilogy, with Han's death, and him... Spoilers. Oh, (laughs) by the way, spoiler alert for the 2015 film The Force Awakens, where Han dies. Like, seeing him fly the Falcon at the end of The Last Jedi (sighs) continues to... Pull on your strings? It continues to impact me. Like, he is a constant. You always know what Chewie is going to do and how he's going to be. But as his circumstances change around him, it increases your appreciation for the character. And Hera is kind of like that to me. She's never changed, but you just grow more attached to her as a as a character. Mm-hmm. Unchanging. It's not That's, a character flaw that they never change. Like, I it's think that Superman, not probably the current movie Superman, but the ideal of Superman, he's a guy who always does the right thing. But that's what gives him depth because he mm-hmm. you always know he's going to react. But what makes it challenging is that the situations around him get more complicated. That's kind of what what the right thing is becomes more complicated. And that's what Captain America is right now. And that's what he's, I was about to say the same he's thing. He's the Superman right now. Superman, like yeah. Captain America, they've he never has changed or wavered as a character. But they always keep changing the bar of like what is the right thing to do here. I think that. I would like to see more of that in Star Wars, but I, I think Hera has been a, a good beacon of that in in Rebels. It's interesting, you know, like in in Greek, how there's like several words, but they there are different forms of love. Like I feel like for me in Star Wars characters, there needs to be like different words. There's like a difference between like favorite and beloved and most interesting. I feel like with Hera, like she's probably my most beloved character. Maybe mm-hmm. not like my favorite or the one I'm most fascinated by, but once again, just like a warm little blankie of a character. But you know who for me is the most interesting, probably of like the non-movie people in the new canon, definitely. You were talking about how Sinjir kind of went from like someone without a purpose or what what the whatever that word. A man without a star? Yeah, a man without a star. Yeah. Kind of going from that confusion to clarity of purpose. It, like you kind of got the mirror of that with Ray Sloan, how mm. she begins the story as she knows exactly what to do. Keep in mind, I have not finished Empire's End, by the way, so don't spoil the end of that book for oh, me. Oh, okay. But well, I see where it's kind of going. I was going to say, you could, you've probably gotten to the point, though, where you can kind of see that Ray Sloan is all of a sudden, like, she is, she's been knocked off her perch. Mm-hmm. And so now she's, the, the, her trying to figure out, as Ray would say, where she fits in in all of this, that's kind of interesting to, to watch, kind of her dissension into kind of, like, anarchy because she came from the Empire and, like, the, her character like just craved and loved the order that the empire provided. Yeah, I really, I really like. There's a part of aftermath. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk about that book series. But there's the, the kind of big bad of that series is Gallius Rex, and uh, he has this very like um, kind of like Marvel movie villainy kind of plan. It's very un-Star Wars-y in having, like, shadow agents planted in different places and suddenly coming out of a stasis and, you know, assassinating people. It's not the kind of thing that typically happens in Star Wars, but it's this big sneak attack. And Ray Sloan says a thing where, like, that's not what the Empire... The Empire Mm. isn't, uh, like, the knife of an assassin sliding into your back. It is an iron fist like this is not how the empire should be the empire should be straightforwardly overruling everything not like some kind of you know 
Khajiit from the uh, <laughs> yeah, Skyrim uh, Elder Scrolls games. <laughs> um, I don't know. I literally couldn't think of a word for like sly assassin backstabby type character. Can I go on a tangent about um, Sinjir? Huh? Elder Scrolls? Elder Scrolls. No, I'd love to, but mm. I won't. Um, about Sinjir and Ray Sloan and sympathetic Empire characters? Because mm-hmm. I've done a complete 180 in the last maybe year about how I feel about the Empire. Um mm-hmm. I used to be one of the people saying, I would love to get a game where you get to play as the Empire. You get to play as the bad guy doing everything like that. And then Battlefront 2 came out just recently. And spoilers for that game. I haven't even played it. But spoilers for that game. In Battlefront 2, you play as a, 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 a person in the in the Imperial Army, a devout uh, Imperial. Iden Versio, who then switches sides pretty early on in the game, and then you play as a rebel for the rest of it. And I saw a lot of people complaining about that because they wanted to play as the Empire and they didn't want to play as a rebel. But seeing the current climate, I don't want to give people who want to play as the Empire a chance to play as the Empire. I no. want them to be disappointed, and I want them to have to play as rebels and to play as the good guys I, the whole time. You know funny? Like, so I've done a complete 180 on that subject. So that's my little tangent about sympathetic mm. Imperial characters. I'm totally cool with Sinjir because he switches sides. Yeah. Ray Sloan, she doesn't, whatever. Yeah. But but I, I don't want people to, I don't want those people to get what they want. I don't want them to get to play as the Empire. I was actually just thinking about this. I, was, I, I wanted to find like the <laughs> Whenever the subject could, like, I could fit it in here. We could talk about it. I I actually kind of like, I know in The Last Jedi, some people kind of complained that in Force Awakens, General Hux was, like, the crazy, fanatical, like, triumph of the will, like, film guy. Mm-hmm. And then in Last Jedi, he was just a caricature, more or less. And yeah. I think, ultimately, that's, like, it, it's really good because we, we have to remember, once again, these movies are for kids. And I think people sometimes in their mind, they want to see the villain as like this super competent person who's like pulling all the strings and is doing this and that. But I think it's really important for kids to see, like, especially the fanatics, because we you're mentioning Sinjir and Ray, you get to kind of d- uh, dive deeper into their character and see that their motivations for being Imperials weren't because they were like ra- racist, xenophobic, like crazy people who wanted to kill everything. Like, it was kind of more nuanced than that. But with someone like Hux, you can clearly see, like, he gave the green light to destroy the New Republic. And so when you see someone like that cut off at the knees, like, getting, to, like, letting people see, like, these, like, crazy people, they are crazy. And you can make them look like idiots. Like, it's almost good to have someone like that be made to look like a moron. Yeah. It's kind of healthy to, to see that portrayed on screen that, like, the bad guys don't have it all together. There's obviously a screw loose and that's why they're making these decisions that cause like horror to people's lives. I, I think that we were we might have talked about this on the Inferno Squad episode and not capped it in the show or I, I don't really remember, but I remember as I started reading that book, th- I being a little bit concerned about how much content we were getting from the Imperial point of view, trying mm-hmm. to get inside their mindset and sympathizing them with them as characters. And I'm like you know, the Empire is very clearly supposed to be Nazis. I, I don't know how much we want to be sympathizing with yeah. this worldview. And I that's why I think that even within the last few months or so, with the release of The Last Jedi, they, they seem to be taking a more clear stance like, yeah, this is not a a mentality that needs to be like understood. And, well, you see, they're just these misguided people and if they would just we're not living in the climate where they need to be understandable or sympathetic what's i'm gonna tell you something that's amazing to me it it blew my mind this could be good i don't know so the red letter media review was disturbing because they just didn't really pay attention to the movie but also like they said something that really kind of betrayed their worldview to me which they said something that i've seen a lot of people say which is that i was really excited when it looked like ray and Kylo were going to join together. I would have really liked to see what that would have been, to see them try and, you know, form a new government. And they said, you know, because the the First Order, like, they're not bad. They're only bad because they're led by a madman, but they're not, like, bad people. 
And they're all like agreeing with that. And it's like, sorry, what movie did you watch? So what? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting view of things. That <laughs> that they're all it. just a bunch of good guys who, unf- because that's what they're saying. Like, well, Snoke's dead. So, you know, all those guys, they, they could have been a part of, you know, Kylo and Ray's new government. It's like, no, they signed up because they agreed with that guy. Kylo was 100% on board blowing up five planets at one time he's not he's never going to be a good guy it's yeah so i'm i'm with you guys where i i am intrigued by evil characters who are conflicted uh evil characters that that turn good yeah i am not necessarily interested in just trying to see hey you know what uh they have a point these empire guys they They really have a good point like i would be totally okay myself playing a game where you are an imperial the whole time and you're doing bad things because i've played kotor on the dark side before i've played any Mm -hmm. any star wars game or mass effect game that gives you an option to be the jerk and the bad guy i've done it before it's not my favorite way usually i'll play as the good guy but but i've done it before but i don't there are people real life people in this real world who only want to be the bad guy in a video game, and it leads to them being a bad guy in real life, and I don't want them to be able to play and enjoy a Star Wars game. <laughs> it's, it's out of yeah. with gamer culture. Yes. Because no. that is where the First Order type people <laughs> yes. are grown up. Like, that's... Yeah. That would be an unhealthy thing to give access to those people. Jasmine, how about them Imperials? How about those Imperials? What Return. do you feel about Imperials? That's, Hot seat. I, you know what? That sounds all good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably wrap this one up because yeah, we got to get we got to get before we, we got to get to it. Yeah, we got to do it. So guys, this was a completely insane episode. Where we... This is an episode that started with us eating pizza and ended with like a serious discussion discussion of actually... Nazis in America. <laughs> so, it ended on a pretty like serious Star Wars discussion though. It did. Which... It's not where I expected. It started with us no. discussing literal nightmares that we've had, and <laughs> and it was a real world one. nightmare. So it all kind of worked. It's like poetry. Uh, it's like poetry. It rhymed. We're at least as good as Star Wars guys. If Tell we can friends. get Jar Jar working, he's a key to all this. <laughs> but anyway, this has been the show. And follow us on Twitter. I mean, you know what this show is. You know how to use the Google. On your join computer. our Discord though. I'm gonna keep buying that until t-shirt. everyone who's listening is in the Discord. Please join our Discord. It's really Buy a fun. T-shirt. It's like a chat room for fans of the show, and it's always just silliness all the time. It is a chat room for fans of the show. <laughs> that, that's what I just that's said. Right. You said it's like that. It is. It's like that in that it is 100 that. Oh, so uh, this has been from now on. You should if instead of saying it's just say it's like except 100. <laughs> it's like so right now it's like except 100 the end of the show, which see, means that I understand that. This I understand. I understand. We need to use this couple sound drops of people saying, I understand, in Revenge of the Sith, that I noticed when I watched it last time. I understand. But this has been delicately curated, long-form discussion of the International Global Star Wars Saga, Tony Martin, Fanatic, Brad, you lovingly, weekly, here's for the question of the house. Riley. I hate Nazis. The Jasmine. <laughs> I understand. Jake, that's me and Isaac. <laughs> Isaac's tired. All right, guys. Good night. Oh, seriously? Yes. I can't. We, we literally did several times. Usually the door knock will tell you. Hey! Jasper! Does everybody an- like answer the door like this when you deliver pizzas? Yeah. You're like, Casper! I wish. Do they play Kendrick Lamar, all the stars from Black Panther soundtrack? Yeah, they do. <laughs> okay, that's it. I thought so. I just wanted to be par for the course Stupid and make sure that we did that. I know. I'm sorry. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? What do you have to say for yourself, Casper? You have to say it into the microphone. In the microphone, of course. Preferably of course. about Black Panther. Uh, about Black Panther. I, I'll be honest. I have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, then don't say anything had, about that. My wife has. She took her sister to see it for her birthday and everything. Nice. Nice. Um, so I've got two different perspectives on it from... Like outside sources. Sure. My best friend says it was like the greatest thing he's seen from Marvel ever. And he's a DC guy.
Oh, wow. so. Is your friend me? <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> um, the wife said it was overhyped. Okay. She oh. thought yeah. it was a little over. She didn't deny it was a good movie. She said it was it was good, excellent. Not the greatest Marvel movie she's seen. That's mm-hmm. fair. I think that there's going to be backlash because people liked it so much upon release. People are going to be like, that movie wasn't that good. But then it's, it's going to roll back around and be good. I'll say it's top five Marvel. I think that's yeah, fa- I think faith that's to say. I will not say it's the best Marvel, but I will but say it's top, in the top five. five. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not have, at least not have a good time watching it. I'll say that's that. true. Yeah, it's true. really hard not to. Do you like to. Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. Okay. You're going to be into this movie. It's more like, a, uh, like an epic like Lord of the Rings than a Marvel movie. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Like sci-fi Lord of the Rings. I, kind I, of. I, I, I yeah, it's, kind it's cool. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Mm. The friends we make along the way, guys. This is why we do the show. I I run the entire trilogy of Hobbit and Lord of the Rings at least once. We're gonna we're about to do that. We're about to do that. We're so excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we got all the Blu-rays. We we ready. We ready. Like the the Blu-ray collectors box. Sets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Extended editions only. Of course. Of mm-hmm. course. You have to spend twelve hours watching three movies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Twelve hours watching only Return of the King. Yep. Because <laughs> you know we have nothing else better to do in our life. That's right, yeah. You're talking to people who do a Star Wars podcast, watch the same movies over and over again, so no judgment here. <laughs> uh, well, nice, dude. Anything? Uh, no, I just crumpled up the receipt. You're good. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> this is my favorite tradition of podcasting. It guys. truly is. Final words. Before I die, I don't know if I've ever had boards like that no one has no one has ever said last words before they die it's interesting no one gets final words like not even dungeons and dragons oh your character's dead that should be a new I rule in our rpg if one of us dies we do get last words <laughs> or like call of duty we get last time we get to shoot somebody before we die yeah. mm-hmm. okay good <laughs> but watch yourself counselor I'm DM. i don't allow anything grandmaster <laughs> I, mean, I always thought it would be along lines of like, well, Dan didn't see that coming. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Quicksilver's last words from Age of Ultron. I love it. All right. Well, sir, well, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, Casper. I love you guys. I love you, too. Guys. You really are a fan favorite. <laughs> Better delivery, man. Papa John's. Papa John's. Yeah, <laughs> She's gone. My wife's in the bathroom, but She's she appreciates gone. you too. That's right. Long distance. Right. Long distance. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Casper. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. We'll see you next time. I'm sure. See you next time. Well, I'm getting I'm getting promoted, so I may not be delivering in the future. Well, we'll still send you. See you at the premiere of episode nine. Yeah, you will for sure. And and we'll send you notes if we order pizza. That's right. We'll send secret notes for you. There you go. We'll record a podcast live from your manager's office. <laughs> right, see, see ya. Guys. Bye. Quite genuinely fun. That, that <laughs> He's genuinely a great guy. He like is. Maybe the best part, the best thing that's come from our podcast is about developing a relationship with. Do you our... have one of those white rubber rings on? Yeah. I have the same ones. No kidding, my friend. Yeah. yeah. I got a pack with four colors in it. Same did I. Blue same and. Same did I. Same did I. That sounds like him. If someone would hit me with a fresh slice of that pepperoni za, I'd love it. I, do you want me to touch yours or want me to touch it? I don't care. Okay, want the big one or the small one? Uh, give me the big one. I'm okay. hungry. I'm a hungry boy. Plop that around your plate. Thank you. Are we going to play that audio without context? As a blooper. <laughs> <laughs>